ladies and gentlemen, I Die Sports, episode five of Dorm Room Sports Talk. We got a good one tonight. We got NFL, we got NBA, two biggest topics tonight. So Tristan, let's let's hear it. What do we got on the board? Well, for the NFL, we're going to be talking about their Patriots and their recent run they are on right now. Looking really good. That defense looks a lot better. Also, are the Vikings really legitimate with Case Keenum as a quarterback? The Saints have won seven straight. Uh, Jared Goff is a potential MVP. Uh, and going to the NFC, uh, Cowboys uh, fans should probably panic, I would say. And should the Giants just blow it all up? Then, moving to the NBA, the Celtics have won 13 straight. They are still cruising right now. They go up against the Golden State Warriors tomorrow night. Who will win that game? Should be a good one. Also, Lonzo Ball becomes the youngest player to record a triple-double. Silently, the Detroit Pistons are balling right now. I believe they're second in the East. Uh, so, yeah, let's start with the NFL. Guys, Patriots, always Super Bowl contenders every year. Um, are they, once again, Super Bowl favorites, even though some other teams have kind of been surprises? All right, I'll, I'll lead you guys off. Yeah, the Pat, the Patriots are clearly the Super Bowl favorites. Big issue during the beginning of the season was defense. Since giving up 33 points to the Panthers in Week 4, Pats are giving up 13.4 points a game, and that includes a nearly shutting out the Falcons. Brady is as good as he's ever been. He's leading the leading league in passing yards, and their depth is ridiculous. Mike Gillisley, the Patriots' leading running back this year as far as yards, was a healthy scratch last week. They got touchdowns from three running backs, Deion Lewis, Rex Burkhead, Mike, not Mike Gillisley, uh, and James White. James White, yeah. And Martellus Bennett is back. The Patriots have tons of weapons, and that's why they're the best team in the NFL right now. We don't have to talk about this right now, but what is going on with Martellus Bennett? He had, he had like a, sh- a career-ending yeah. shoulder injury, and then he's playing. But I think the Patriots are not the Super Bowl favorites. Uh, you guys like to talk about this run they've gone on. They beat the Jets, the Falcons, the Chargers, and the Broncos. Which one of those is supposed to impress me? They're beating bad teams. And the Patriots are a good team, but they're not better than they've been in recent years. This is the worst Patriots team I've seen in the last five years. I think the Patriots are clearly Super Bowl favorite. This is coming from me. Yeah. I love it. They clearly have, are going to have the easiest road to the Super Bowl. Their only other competitor is the Steelers. and uh, Yeah, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, they're both – killing it both leading the league in their respective categories but someone who hasn't been playing well is Ben Roethlisberger much like Marcus Mariota has had his struggles buried underneath uh the winning the team's winning records and let me put this into perspective for you Jay Cutler Andy Dalton Carson Palmer Eli Manning and Josh McCown all have a higher QBR than Big Ben this season the Patriots have an easy remaining schedule play Miami and Buffalo twice Jets Steelers I think they'll they'll beat the Steelers the Steelers are 0-3 the last three matchups against New England, and then Oakland. So, yeah, I think they're clearly the Super Bowl favorite once again. And if history has taught us anything, is not to doubt Tom Brady. Yeah, you look at the AFC, it's it's just not competitive anymore. There's two quality teams, the Patriots and the Steelers. I think the Patriots are clearly better than the Steelers, no doubt about that. But then you look at the NFC, and the NFC just has a lot of good talent right now. So that's why I think the Patriots are the lock to make the Super Bowl, and I think they're the lock to win it. Because I just can't trust any quarterback against Tom Brady in the playoffs except Drew Brees. And with that defense for the Saints, it'll be tough for them to make it. 
But I think that would be one of the best matchups of our generation if, if we see Brady and Breeze in the Super Bowl. I would love to see that. You know, I, I believe in the Pats more than most and more often than I should, but I'm not positive that they're the Super Bowl favorite right now. I believe the NFC has 10 uh, teams yeah. with winning yeah, records yeah, right yeah, now. That's correct. Uh, you know, in, the, in one game, the way the NFL is set up, it d- comes down to one game where one play could be the, the deciding factor. I'm not positive that a team coming out of the NFC, playing tougher competition the whole year, and then um, coming into place to face the Patriots, I'm not sure that the Patriots are going to be able to shut them down the way that they have against everyone in the AFC. I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong, but you never know. So I just I can't trust those most of those quarterbacks against Tom Brady. The Patriots, I just can't do it. The Patriots won't play a real Super Bowl contender until the Super Bowl. Right, exactly. Right, exactly. That's, that's my point. Right, yeah. They they have a big game in Pittsburgh though. Pittsburgh's I don't a good think that'll be a Pittsburgh good game. is never a threat to the Patriots. We always beat Pittsburgh. Yeah. Pittsburgh just lost Hayden for the season. Yeah. No, I, I don't think Pittsburgh's better than the Patriots, but that's a big game going into their place. Johnny, I, I, I want to go back to the Saints because you were the, talking Saints about you were talking about their defense in that seven game win streak. Their They're defense good. has turned it around. No, yeah. And what no I doubt. like about the Saints this year is that they are not all Drew Brees. Mm. They have a dual headed monster. Right running the ball right now, which I don't think anyone saw coming. Mark Ingram is a power runner. He can run upfield. And then you have Alvin Kamara, who's a little bit of a speed back and can catch balls out of the backfield. That makes their offense even more dangerous than it already was with Drew Brees. And if you have that defense playing well, I think they should also be looked at as a legitimate Super Bowl contender. No, I mean, there was never any doubt that Drew Brees and the Saints offense was good enough to make a Super Bowl. It was their defense. Last year, they were fifth worst. This year, they're eighth best. Manti Teo and A.J. Klein have solidified that defense at the linebacker spot, and they're a real threat to go to the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, I think from the AFC, um, to me, they're the favorites. I'm just looking around. I can trust Drew Brees in the playoffs. We've seen it before. He's... I mean, he, he's he's played at that level. He's won a Super Bowl. I can trust Drew Brees. There's a lot of other quarterbacks. Wilson, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna trust him, but I don't know. His defense isn't looking that good this year. And a guy like Goff, he's young. You know, he needs that experience in the playoffs. Wentz before. and Prescott, both young. Yeah, both yeah. young. So to me, I really like the Saints this year. It's it's is that defense gonna bend or is it gonna break? They look like the. They remind me of the 2009 Saints, where they got you know great defense. They're running the ball successfully. Right. Drew Brees doesn't have to air it out for 5,000 passing yards in a season. He's comfortable with, you know, checking down. And, you know, I think, yeah, this team looks like the 2009 Saints, and I think they're the favorites out of the NFC. This Saints defense is nowhere near the 2009 Saints defense. Well, they're... They're playing. They're playing very well. I'm the not Saints saying Saints are a complete team for the first time. They are a while. complete they had team. Six yes. rushing touchdowns last week. The Saints to me look like the Falcons last year. Just an absolute potent offense in a defense that can get by just enough to get you to that level. And Marcus Lattimore. I like, I like the Saints defense more than the Falcons defense last year. Mm. I like the Falcons offense last Lattimore year. Lattimore is the Falcons. Defense Falcons, the Falcons have some players in that secondary. They've got some guys that can play. What are they doing this year? Right. It's a different team. I said they're the Saints. They're the uh, they're the Falcons of this year. So. Okay, so you guys brought up the Rams and Jared Goff. Um, how legitimate are the Rams as Super Bowl contenders? I mean, not a lot of people seem to be talking about them as legit. They just be they just seem to be talking about them as surprises. You have Jared Goff playing at arguably an MVP level, and you have Todd Gurley out of the backfield. They look good, guys. So I, Rams should probably be looked at as, as a legit team by now. I mean, I... I think that it all comes down to experience here. 
um, especially in that tough NFC. And again, one game could be the difference. I think that Jared Goff and the Rams, you know, they were not good last year. I think that they don't have the playoff experience necessary to make a legitimate run. Obviously, they have a good record, and obviously they've done well in the regular season, but I'm not positive. I'm not even sure. I'm not confident that that will be able to uh, transform into anything postseason-wise. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna agree. Uh, the Rams look great right now, um, but they have a really hard schedule coming up. they got at Minnesota, Saints, Philly, Seattle, Tennessee, who's no pushover. Um, you know, I'm going to continue with the comparisons. They remind me a lot of the 2011 49ers with Jim Harbaugh. Uh, they got a good defense, good running game. The quarterback plays off both, but Goff, I think, is taking more advantage of his situation than Alex Smith did. Obviously, he's in the MVP conversation. Um, their defense is overrated, I think. They're 14th in the league in total defense. Uh, they, they get good pressure, though. They get good pressure. Yeah. They have talent to be a top-five defense, right. but it just hasn't you know, mm -hmm. come to fruition. Mm -hmm. Aaron Donald's a game wrecker. Oh, he's, right. he's one of the best right. defense he, players yeah. in the league. Yeah, but as Tim said, I think they have an extreme lack of playoff experience. Obviously, they have such a young team, first-year head coach. Uh, they look great, and you know, 7-2 is awesome, but playoffs, that's a different game. Yeah, the thing I would say about the Rams, though, is they score a ton. They lead the league 33 points per game. Goff's been a beast, and the key thing, unlike last year, he hasn't turned the ball over. He's only turned the ball over four times this season, and his supporting cast is as good as any team in the league. Robert Woods, Sammy Watkins, Cooper Cup, and Todd Gurley are all really good players in the NFL. I, I want to go to a tweet that I saw, and I, I, I don't know who tweeted it. I believe it was a Don Day, but I don't, I don't want to. Quote, don't quote me on that, but I, it, it was it basically said that if you look at Case Keenum this year and you look at Jared Goff this year, they've been excellent. And in the tweet said, you know they they've thrown for I think uh, Keenum threw four touchdowns and and Goff threw for like 380 yards just this week, and, and he said that it wasn't the quarterbacks, it wasn't their fault, it was Jeff Fisher's fault. Sean McVay has to be credited as a coach. This guy is young. I, he's like Brad Stevens, and I think the Rams are going to be good for a while as long as that guy is there. I, I, we got to give credit where credit is due. This guy has turned this team around. He's given hope to, to football in Los Angeles, and I mean the Rams are here to stay. I just think it's it's a little um it's a little too early to count on golf. Yeah, Sean McVay definitely gets credit, but Wade Phillips, who was the defensive coordinator on those great Broncos teams, is the defensive coordinator with the Rams, and he's made a big difference. Mm -hmm. Well, I I would okay yeah the Ram, okay so you guys are saying the Rams are young they're not quite ready I agree with that but uh, just because they're young doesn't mean that they don't have a shot at the Super Bowl and I think because they like Tyler mentioned they can score with the best of them and if you can score you can be in any game with any team um, moving on you guys uh, Johnny you brought up Case Keenum um, so how legitimate are the Vikings with Case Keenum at the helm? It kind of ri reminds me of like a Rex Grossman Bears team. Like they have a good defense. Um, Case Keenum does enough. But in today's NFL, not having that superstar QB, is that enough to get you to the Super Bowl? No. I, it's not. They're not. They're a good team this year. If they're, in the, if they're in the AFC, maybe they go to the Super Bowl if they can get lucky. But against the, the Saints, the Eagles – uh, the teams in the NFC, they're they're not going to come out on top. Yeah, I agree. Um, like Tristan said, if Case Keenum finds his way to the Super Bowl, it will be the worst starting quarterback in the Super Bowl since Rex Grossman. Um, Case Keenum's been playing really well, but I just don't think he has the talent to take them all the way. Ooh. And, and the what about Peyton Manning? 
That, okay, no, no, no. That br- that stop. Broncos year. That Broncos that, that's year. Because, that's because Peyton Manning was the mind of the greatest quarterback of maybe of his generation inside of a okay, decent All right, let, quarterback's let's, body. Yeah. Wait, hold on, hold on. And, and I'm saying Keenum's equal to that Peyton Manning. And then the no, Vikings. Keep going. Um, they've only played three three playoff teams up to now. Uh, lost to Pitt and Detroit and beat New Orleans before New Orleans really found themselves. So I'm. Um, I think the Vikings are doing. I'm not taking anything away from what Mike Zimmer has done, but I'm. They are not a Super Bowl team with Case Keenum at quarterback. I think the Vikings are capable of making a dangerous run in the playoffs. I doubt they have enough to get to the Super Bowl, but they're fourth in defense, and they allow under 300 yards a game. Defense wins championships. Case Keenum has been solid. He's thrown only thrown five picks, and he's coming off a huge game where he threw for 300 passing yards and four scores. If he can be an above-average NFL quarterback, which he's been in this stint with the Vikings, the Vikings will sneak up on teams in the playoffs. They'll be a tough out. I, I The thing I like the most about um, the, the Vikings is their receivers. Thielen and Diggs are just big time. Thielen is a freaking animal. Yeah. That guy is an animal. I want, that guy, I want that guy on my team. He is all over the place. He's not afraid of of anyone, and I think that is enough. If Case Keenum just doesn't turn the ball over, he's been doing good this year. His stats, 11 touchdowns to five interceptions. He doesn't throw for, for much yards, but he just can't turn the ball over because that defense, they're going to ride on that defense, and with guys like Diggs and Thielen who can get open easily, Keenum's just got to be good enough. I think that's the most underrated receiving core in the league. Oh, Thielen no doubt. Definitely. No doubt. Yeah, they're, they're fun killer. to watch, too. Stephon Diggs is one of the most fun players oh, to watch yeah. in the NFL. I think he's the most underrated player in the league. Stephon Diggs that's is fair, a beast. Yeah. It, when, when Rudolph is your third option to throw to, you have you have a pretty good team. Yeah. You have and a pretty good team. Don't sleep on Latavius Murray. He's a starting running back right. in the NFL. M- McKinnon, he's, he's, McKinnon's he's proven. He's, yeah. he's fine. Yeah. He's fine. So, Yeah, the Vikings will definitely lean on their defense. Um to give them that Super Bowl run, though. Uh, okay, guys, so time to talk about the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, my gosh. Uh, they, um, yeah, we all know what happened to them. Uh, Zeke is going to be gone for six. What does this mean for their Super Bowl chances without having Zeke in the lineup or in the game? Yeah, this is time for Cowboys fans to, to panic. Uh, not only is Zeke out, Sean Lee also uh is out. Uh, My guy. Historically, when he goes out, that defense plays horribly. Uh, they still have to play Philly twice and Seattle. I think this is time for Dak to really shut up the haters if he's able to, you know, at least secure them a wild card spot. Um, but because of how good the NFC is, they really have to play solid football and win the games they should win, like against the Chargers, Oakland Giants, and Redskins. Um, and also losing Tyron Smith, that killed them last week. Adrian Claiborne had, what, six sacks? Uh, yeah, he went off he on went uh, off. Chaz Green, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am a Dak hater. I don't okay. like Dak Prescott. I, don't, I think he's overrated. And I don't want to talk the Cowboys Super Bowl chances because I don't think they're going to the playoffs. I don't think that without Zeke and those guys that they can make a playoff run with Dak Prescott having to carry the load. The big thing is it's not even Zeke. It's the fact uh, Heilman hit on it that Tyron Smith is out and Sean Lee is out. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Time out, time out. Are, are Englander and Heilman about to agree? Whoa! <laughs> time out. Are they about to agree? I'll get to his Jets later. <laughs> but Chaz Green is not an NFL offensive tackle. You can ask Adrian Claiborne, who had six sacks. That's more than he had in like his first four seasons combined. The the Cowboys are in trouble if Sean Lee and Tyron Smith don't come back. They're more important to that team than Ezekiel Elliott. You said the most um, underrated receiver is Stephon Diggs. Most underrated defensive player is Sean Lee. Another yeah. animal. Yeah. I think one thing that Darren McFadden had one carry, 
Alfred Morris is washed up. I, I know he's still year. young. I know he's still young. He's washed up. He's not good. Give McFadden carries. McFadden has proven that he can still run the ball behind this potent offensive line. But 11 that- carries for 53 yards, didn't score, didn't really do much. I watched that whole game. He was junk. Get McFadden the ball. McFadden can run. And then once Sean Lee comes back, that defense will be better. But just give McFadden the ball. Give him some touches. Give him a chance. Without Tyron Smith, you could put Jerome Bettis the bus back there. He wouldn't go anywhere. Right side's still good. I don't know. Right side's – that right side of the line I don't think that your left tackle really – can affect your run game that much. It's I mean, just the it's, blind it's, side. it's good enough. It's your left tackle. Yeah. Of course, yeah. he affects the run game. I'm just saying, like you have one it's guy, more, he can more step in there and block. If your offensive line is that good, a loss of a single player is, should a, not a, impact a Hall of Fame player. Is a that is correct. Thing. And the pass blocking without Tyron Smith, it's horrible. Atrocious. It's horrible. Can, can we agree no though? Time. McFadden should get more. Yeah, McFadden is clearly better than Alfred Morris. Is he better than Alfred Morris? I haven't seen McFadden play well. Yeah, we're not. We're not. We're not going to be. We're not going to be out here debating. Who's a better backup Mick running back? McFadden was very good when uh, uh, Castle was was the starter. He was good. How long ago? He was solid. two years ago. Right. Okay, but Master Mac Castle was the starter. That's that's a problem. All right, uh, another team in that same division, the Giants. They are horrible. They are absolutely terrible. They should be embarrassed. Ben McAdoo should lose his job. Um, should the Giants just blow up everything? See ya, Eli. See ya, McAdoo. See ya, everybody. What do you guys think? Is that a trick question? Of course the Giants should blow it up. Eli Manning should join his brother doing commercials. The guy can't play quarterback. He's old. <laughs> Whoa! The guy is old. Salty He's been Patriots, all- man. Salty. Exactly. Just watch Nailed him. He's right been bad head. this year. 14 touchdowns and 13 turnovers. The Giants should give Davis Webb, who is their third-round draft pick out of Cal, a chance because Eli Manning is not getting the job done. Yeah, again... I'm going to agree with Tyler. They, hey. they should, they, this is this they, is a legendary night. Yeah, everybody. they should totally blow it up. They look terrible. Players have voiced displeasure with McAdoo. Um, I think Josh Rosen could be a solid pick for them coming out of college. Odell's going to come back. They're going to. They just need a new look next year. This is not a team that is uh, that is going to do much if they keep McAdoo. I just want to say the the NFL is not the NBA, and blowing up a team. I don't think they should blow up a team and get rid of everyone. I think they should make changes. But they're going to get a good pick this year, but that's not going to change their whole team. In the NBA, you can tank for a season, and then your whole team is different the next year. In the NFL, if you have some solid pieces, you've got to keep them around. I think that Odell has to stay. I think Eli has to stay until he retires. Ooh, I think it's a bad idea to get rid of Ben McAdoo. He's not even done with his second season with the Giants as head coach. And last year, he went 11-5. and five. You know, Maybe this is just a down year. I bet you next year, if he has a better quarterback, better players, I bet you that he's closer to the 11-5 and five than he is the 1-8. and eight. I think that it's incredibly premature to end his tenure as Giants head coach. But, I mean, you know, in New York, a lot of things happen hastily. That's, yeah. I, I completely disagree with you, Tim, and I completely disagree with you two, Ty and Nick. No, they shouldn't blow it up. They should get rid of McAdoo. When he can't even form a sentence in a post-game interview, he can't even say five words stranded together to make a sentence. He, he shouldn't be a coach in the league. I forgot that post-game interviews equals wins. Yeah. <laughs> when they, they asked him a question, take, and he, right? he, couldn't even, he couldn't even say a couple words. Right. We, uh, but anyway, no, they shouldn't blow it up. They have a bunch of players that are really talented. They're all just hurt. They're all hurt. Eli, possibly, maybe you draft a quarterback – 
in the field. Eli is a quarterback from a different age. They need to move on. The reason they should fire McAdoo is you're the head coach of a football team who's going on a, on the road to a team who's won zero games, and your guys play like crap. Like, no effort. Well, they gave up on him. They have Gen- practice they've given up receivers on Gen- Janoris Jenkins just had no interest in tackling. That's on the head coach. you got to fire up your guys. I don't care how many games you've lost. But but blowing it up is not – There's no chemistry between, there's no chemistry between this coach and this team. That's he, just getting rid of the coach. Well, I'd get rid of the quarterback, too. Yeah, I'd get rid of both. I, I think Eli still has good years left in him. Well, to Eli quote, may, maybe in a to broadcast quote Tom Coughlin. Maybe in a broadcast <laughs> Exactly. Uh, Eli, sorry, Eli. Eli has been bad this year, but that defense has also been disappointing with the players they have. They well, they just don't want to play anymore. Well, I wouldn't want to play if Odell, Marshall. I mean, their whole receiving core got hurt one game. Right, it's not Eli's fault. Call me Tom Coughlin. You know, it's not he's Eli's still fault. bad. While we're talking about football in New York, I just have to congratulate Heilman. Is the Jets are no longer the most dysfunctional team in that division? Yep. The Bills just benched Tyrod Taylor yeah, in the middle of a playoff run. Right. Yep. That's ridiculous. That's, that's they were never the most dysfunctional. The Dolphins signed Jay Cutler <laughs> months ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Good NFL talk. We're gonna move to the NBA now, and we gotta talk about the hottest team in the NBA. Celtics have won thirteen straight. Thirteen ever since Kyrie said that famous sentence um, that we will not say. Um, <laughs> they play the Dubs uh, Warriors tomorrow Thursday night prime time TNT eight o'clock game. Uh, are right now the two best teams in the league? Uh, who gets the nod? I I um I think that well I actually wrote a, a column on this on our website idisports.wordpress.com. Will the Celtics Will the Celtics go eighty it. and two? And I think that this is the the number one roadblock in their way. Obviously at this point, but I wrote that uh, a couple games ago. I think that the I Warriors. Love you, Tim. you can never <laughs> bet against the Warriors when you have Kevin Durant, Steph Curry. Obviously Steph Curry's question mark right now. But when you have Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. Steph Curry's a question mark. You didn't play last night. Exactly. Yeah, he might not go to two nights oh. ago. That's oh, what I, I thought, thought you I, meant in terms I thought of performance. You meant, like, his oh no no no! I was like, no, no, no. excuse me. He's an all star, no doubt. Are you kidding me? Um, you can't count them out with that many superstars. However, the Celtics are playing absolutely unbelievably over expectations. Um, you can't count them out. Obviously, I'm going to lean towards the Warriors just because of the the amount of talent that that team has. But I absolutely would not be surprised in any way, shape, or form if the Celtics pull this one out by any margin. They always play well against Golden State. And, um, yeah, Kyrie always plays well against Golden State. I think the Celtics have beaten a lot of average teams on this run. The run's been impressive. They've had a lot of comeback wins. But I don't think they've been tested against a team like the Warriors or even close to the Warriors. They beat the Spurs without Kawhi. They beat the Thunder, but the Thunder are still figuring it out. The Celtics, I think, are the best team in the East, but I don't think that – I mean, it, any, anyone can win any game of basketball, but I don't think they're better than the Warriors. They might beat the Warriors, but they're not better than the Warriors. I completely agree with you. No, they're definitely not better than the Warriors. That still means that I'm a homer and think the Celtics are going to win tomorrow. The Celtics are playing good defense. They'll be able to shut – not shut down, but contain Steph and Durant. Kyrie Irving plays well against the Warriors. Remember that shot in Game 7 and the little floater for the W on Christmas Day last year? Yeah, uh, if there's one team that matches up really well against Golden State, it is the Celtics defensively. Um, But I still do think the Warriors are going to pull this out just on sheer willpower and and athleticism and star power. I'm going to keep it short and simple. I think if Curry plays, we're toast. It'll be a good one. We'll have fun watching it. It'll be close. It'll go down to four quarters. Three minutes left. It'll be a tight game. But if Steph plays, I think they just have an edge up. The problem I see with this game for the Celtics is that 
A lot of people don't acknowledge the Golden State Warriors actually play pretty good defense um, occasionally. <laughs> they lot, have the best offensive defensive rating. Yeah, they're, in the last they they years. play they play solid defense, and they like Nick said they match up well with the Celtics. And the problem is the Celtics they they have Kyrie. Jalen Brown's been playing well. Jason Tatum's been playing well. But other than Kyrie, you don't really have the isolation score that can go get you a bucket. So if Kyrie struggles or or Clay can shut him down, then uh, the Celtics are going to have trouble scoring against the Warriors. And if you can't score with the Warriors, you're going to get beat or blown out. I think a really good matchup. To, <laughs> sorry, Tim. I love you still. Uh, <laughs> I think a really good matchup to watch tomorrow is going to be Tatum on Draymond Green. I, I'm I'm really gonna like that that matchup to watch because Draymond is physical. He wants to get, he wants to just body you. And Tatum's long. You know, it's gonna be a battle. I think it's gonna be a battle. I want to watch that matchup. You know, I I was the only one who mentioned, it, and I think that we're we're forgetting this. Brad Stevens does do well against the Warriors. Uh, there he's two and two over the last two years, with one of the losses coming during their <laughs> seventy three and nine season uh, in double overtime. I, I really think that he has something figured out against the Warriors, and I think that that gives them a huge edge in uh, in every aspect. Tristan hit it right on the head, hit the nail right on the head. The fact that the Celtics are probably not going to have enough scoring to keep up with Golden State. Obviously, no Gordon Hayward. If Kyrie and Al Horford don't you know, go off, there's not enough scoring for the Celtics. Yeah, I would definitely say that the Dubs definitely have the edge. They're definitely the better team. Real quick, do we think it's going to be – uh, better defense or better offense? What do you guys think? That, wins, that wins the game. What? No, no, no. Do you like tomorrow? You, night. you think it'll be like a 90, 94, like no. eighty-eight game, or you think no. it'll be like one twenty, like one eighteen? I'm gonna say it's it's gonna be a defensive game. Honestly, I completely agree with you. Yeah, I, I agree. That, I agree. We don't have like Christian just said. The Celtics don't have a lot of scoring, and the Celtics are the best defensive team in the <laughs> you league. You just called right him right Christian. Yeah, it's all right. I think I said Tristan. <laughs> I, I think we it's need to I'm check the tape fan. on that <laughs> one. Check the tape. All right, let's move on. for today. All right, so just this is just a little quick thing we have to mention is that Lonzo Ball became the youngest player to record a triple-double big baller brand. Lonzo's legit. Sorry, I had to get that in there. All right, <laughs> moving on, though. <laughs> the Detroit Pistons are silently one of the best teams in the East record-wise right now. Uh what do we think about the Pistons, guys? No one is talking about them, but they're just silently doing their thing. I think the Pistons are a contender because the East is terrible, and they're playing basketball well. They're not going to be the one, the two, or the three seed. They're, Tobias Harris is the leading scorer right now, averaging 50% from three-point range. But I just want to say on this whole NBA season so far that free agency was the craziest ever. And the new teams that we thought would be really good are adjusting to each other and settling in like the Thunder. They're going to be a great team. They're not doing so great right now. I think the Pistons, because they have more or less the same team as last year, have the chemistry and the, the system already set up. So they're beating those teams that are figuring things out. As the season moves on, we're going to see those teams with more star power move past the teams that have an established unit so far. Okay, okay. I like that. I'll, I'll, I'll go. I, I guess nobody wants to uh – to, to go, but um, one thing that has been crazy uh, has been Andre Drummond. So Andre Drummond is a career 38% free throw shooter. His f- free throw shooting percent this year, NBA.com, 63%. He now puts the ball, I don't, I don't know how he does he it. Changed but, right, he changed his form. Right, he changes his form. He puts it, he basically extends his arm straight out and then kind of brings the ball in and throws it up. And That's the Yukon way. Hey, you know, uh, go for it. Go, and Whatever it's been works. working. Yeah. It's been working. And the other thing that the Pistons do so well is they have 
one of the best rebounding teams. You know, Drummond right now is almost averaging 16 rebounds a game. Uh, I, I they they do work on the boards. So you know, and they've been playing good defense. But I think last last year a thing that uh, people wanted to do was hack a Drummond. And that's not going to work this year if this guy's making, you know, 75% of his three free throws. You can't do that. So, you know, they lost points last year from that, and now Drummond's looking good. Harris is good. They upgraded their bench by getting Langston Galloway, a solid bench player, a good two-way player. So, I mean, yeah. I, I, the thing that concerns me about the Pistons is if they need someone to get a bucket, they need a shot to win the game. Who takes that shot? Reggie Jackson, Avery Bucket. Is he really a star? Avery it's a it's a star league. Reggie Jackson's a good player, but he's not a star. I think Ish 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 Smith is silently Stop. the best backup point guard in the Stop. league. <laughs> I think the the Pistons. Ish. I think he really is. Come on, man. <laughs> the Pistons. A lot of people have been saying the Celtics have reminded them of the 2015 Hawks, but I think the Pistons. What, what, what is with, <laughs> what is with you in comparison, dude? I'm feeling. I'm in a comparison mood. I, like I also like completely it. disagree yeah. with that comparison. No, no. I think the Pistons are, are like in the sense that yeah, they'll 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 play very well during the regular season. They'll get their wins. They'll play good defense, but once it comes to playoff time. They just do not have the star power to compete with, you know, the likes of, of the Celtics or the Cavs. By the end of the night, Howman's going to compare the Jets to an arena team. Yep, <laughs> yep. That's right here on my notes, actually. That's <laughs> right there. All right, so the Milwaukee Bucks recently acquired Bledsoe uh, from the Suns. Uh, he In his debut game, he looked really good. Uh, I hate Bledsoe. By the time he gels with – or what – I when he finally gels completely with that Bucks team, how dangerous are the Bucks? I think they become a really, really dangerous team. See, this Bucks team reminds me of the 1986 Celtics. <laughs> <laughs> Stop, Tyler, please. That's absurd. No, That's not even funny to joke about. Obviously, man. I'm just on. joking because Hobman's making comparisons all day. But the thing about the Bucks is the team's deep. Giannis, Bledsoe, Middleton, Brogdon, all really good players. And at some point, they're going to get Jabari Parker back. Yeah, the Bucks are good. Yeah, the, I mean Bledsoe, <laughs> Bledsoe and Giannis. I, I hate Bledsoe. <laughs> Bledsoe and Giannis, they they looked comfortable together in their first game. It looked like they, you know, they knew they were feeding off each other, and that's only gonna their chemistry is only gonna increase. And I mean, we'll see what what happens from there. Who does this Bucks team remind you of? Hmm, that's actually a great question. I'm actually gonna have to do some research before I get back <laughs> to you on that do one. Do some research. Yeah, hold on. Well, what I what I like about Bledsoe going to the Bucks is. Um, previously Brogdon uh, was the starter there, and he, he was, you know, being molded for their future point guard. But Bledsoe is a legitimate scorer. This guy can score the basketball. He can go get you 20 he, points a night. He buffed up stats on a junk Are Phoenix team. Are you kidding team. me? Eric no, Bledsoe I'm not kidding talent. you. I'm not Eric kidding Bledsoe you. Eric Bledsoe is a talent. Bledsoe, Bledsoe can get you 20 Eric Bledsoe got, was six men a couple years ago because they had uh, – Yeah, Devin and on that Clippers and, team. Yeah. No, 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 on, on the Suns because they had uh, they had Booker and they he, had he, – He didn't win six man of the year. Who was, who was their old uh, point guard, the Suns, like two years ago? Isaiah, was it Tom, Isaiah Thomas and Goran Dragic. No, Thomas no. came off the bench. Yes. Goran Dragic. I, it was Isaiah Thomas, Goran Dragic, and then they had Eric Bledsoe. Eric Bledsoe is a good backup point guard. He's, he's a good backup. He's better than a backup he's point guard. He's not better than a backup point guard. Are you serious you, right Watch now? that old Clippers team. He was great off the bench. Energizer Bun- Bunny. I don't like this guy. This is just coming cool. from Look your disdain. I, 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 I think it, I think it's because I don't like this guy. There's That's just exactly something about him. Is. You know, he's yes. a hothead. Exactly oh, I don't is. even want to play for my team anymore. Brandon Knight. You don't want to play for your team. Brandon Knight. Yeah. Brandon Knight. Just Brandon because yeah. Brandon just Knight started because over you, Bledsoe, he still dropped a lot of points. Just because you don't like a guy doesn't mean he's a backup point guard. That makes no sense. He's a starter. He's an, an all star. 
He's not an all-star. In the Eastern Conference, he's for sure an all-star. No. He averaged like 23 oh and 6 gosh, last year. That's, he's a mini LeBron. That is, that is a ridiculous Go on statement. basketball reference. That's a ridiculous I don't know how you statement. can say Eric Bledsoe is a backup point guard where he went and got 20 points per game, at least 20 points per game. Okay. They just, there, they are ton, there are tons of teams that would like him as a starting point guard. Name some. The Knicks, name, name the Knicks, the New Knicks being Knicks. one of them. The New York the, Knicks. Okay, well, that's a different story. The Knicks. That's a, that's a the different Pistons. story. The Pistons. No. The Pistons would love to have a scorer like Bledsoe. Nope. Nope. Eric no. Bledsoe averaged nope. 21 points a game last year. And on 20 fi- points a game the year before Phoenix. that. On Phoenix. How many wins so did are they you have? Telling he me was... Devin Booker is not a good basketball player no, because he's, he's on Phoenix? No, no, he's good. No, he's good because <laughs> so his name's not Eric Bledsoe. So he's good. Stop. He's good. Stop. This is... Eric Bledsoe is junk. He's a, he, all about himself. I don't like him. Kyrie was Where's that this coming it, from. That's, I don't like this him. is that is absolutely. I do not like Eric Bledsoe. Right, you have a personal history right. with this man, like, maybe. Geez. Yeah, I don't know what Johnny's deal with Eric Bledsoe is, but Kyrie was on a bunch of junk Cleveland teams, and you weren't going to say he was a backup point guard. But but Bledsoe was but, better. But Bledsoe was better in the backup role. No, we. That's, what do you that's like that. that's like saying LeBron <laughs> would be good coming he, off. The he bench. was better in a backup role. No, but he's a starting point guard. Like, I'll, I'll tell you where he would fit perfect: Cleveland. Stop! Stop. The, Stop. Give me a break! Give me a he break! He would be good on Cleveland. Give me. A I, break. I actually wanted him to go to Cleveland this offseason over Derrick Rose, but I don't think that right now. And he would be great as the backup point guard behind Isaiah Thomas. Johnny just Isaiah has Thomas a personal right vendetta. He would. He Eric would come Bledsoe. in, be an and energizer he's bunny. To convince us and our audience. This is ridiculous. Yeah, I don't That's know not what ridiculous. You, I don't know how you can make that statement. Absurd. Yeah. Straight face. I, I hope that, people. I like hope a, people are listening and they're like, like, you know saying, what? That's like Heilman saying Alex Smith is the MVP. <laughs> that, like that argument Heilman has a lot of merit. That argument had a lot okay, of merit. Okay, I, a couple weeks I ago. think that Heilman's claim is a little bit better than this guy right here. <laughs> yeah. I just Eric had Bledsoe's to. not a starting. You had better? to get one jab at me. Wait, 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 Johnny. I had to throw the weekly Alex Smith thing. Go, go. I want to know what Booker or Bledsoe? Who's better? Booker. Okay, Booker averaged 23 on the Suns last year. Why isn't he averaging 40 points if the Suns are so terrible and players can average 20 points a game easily? Well, I mean, they're not terrible. The Suns are I thought they were oh, terrible. Oh, what is oh, happening this, right now? Yeah. This year, they're not that bad, okay? I think we need to turn off Johnny's mic. So yeah. Stop. Right. Let's, hey, move, let's move past Johnny. Johnny. Come on. Johnny, come on. Because Johnny's Bledsoe, making no sense. Bledsoe is better as a backup point guard. Trade him to Cleveland. I'd like him as a backup. You're uh, cut right. off. Sorry. Yeah. Johnny, Johnny. You're cut off. Me. All right. Uh, so speaking of the Cavs, uh, they've struggled, but they they've started to find their way a little bit. The, and the um, the Thunder are continuing to struggle, trying to figure out how to get Paul George, Carmelo Anthony, Russell Westbrook all their shots and how that works. Which team should panic more, or which team needs to figure this out the fastest? You know, when you have LeBron James on your team, you shouldn't panic at anything, in my opinion. He can find a way to win just by himself. Um, the Thunder. Let me tell you, I think it's Carmelo. I think he's a cancer. I think that he is unwilling to gel with these other superstars, and I think that he's a problem. I also think that nobody wants Carmelo except for the Thunder. So I think that they should start panicking, start thinking of ways to solve their their problems, and I think that that should be, if I was in charge of the Thunder, that would be getting rid of Carmelo Anthony. That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. That's what they should do. I agree 100% with Tim. I said it actually at the beginning of the season when Melo went to Oklahoma City. I said this team is not going to gel well. These... Russell, Carmelo, and Paul George were all top 10 in isolation plays last year. That's not going to mesh well. Carmelo has never really played well with other superstars. I just, I think Thunder fans should panic. I don't think that this is turning out as well as they hoped. And I think their struggles will continue. And like Tim said, when you got LeBron on your team, I don't think you should panic. I'm going to side with Colin Cowherd on this one. 
Colin Cowherd said that Russell Westbrook is better by himself. And I think he is. Yeah. And I think his team is, too. He can do a lot more. Uh, when he's just ISO down the lane, he's strong. He People don't have to get in his way. You know, he, he knows in his head right now he's thinking, oh, I have to get Paul George the ball. I have to get Carmelo the ball. That's not Russell. Russell's like, I want the ball. Uh, get out the way. I'm going to score. I think they should be more panicked. And the, the main reason is because is um, Cleveland has a guy named LeBron James. I don't know if you guys have heard of him. He's a little better than Eric Bledsoe. It's not like we just Cle- talked yeah, about him a little yeah. bit. But <laughs> I mean, hey. Cleveland's also in the can I Can I get – let me – ready for this? In 2015-2016, Bledsoe played Stop. 31 right. games. Right. 31 <laughs> games. Stop. The, re- the, reason, what is this? the reason Oklahoma City should be more concerned is they play in a much tougher conference. If they don't get a good seed, they're going to be bounced in the first round. The Cavs can go up against anybody and are probably going to beat them and go to the conference championship, if not the finals. After th- I think that the, the Thunder should worry more, but I'm not worried about the Thunder. They're going to make the playoffs. I think that when they figure it out, they're going to be good. And if things don't work out while the All-Star break, Russ will tell the other guys to ha- take a seat and he'll just bring them back to the playoffs. Yeah, remember the Le- LeBron, Kevin Love, and Kyrie? They took a, took them a long time to get going. I just feel like it's difficult to tell Carmelo Anthony to take less shots because he's yeah. he's a pure natural born scorer yeah. and he has to be the center of the offense, yeah. which he's not at Oklahoma City, and I think that that causes problems for that Thunder team. Russ has got to channel they'll figure, his. They'll, they'll figure it out. Russ has got to channel his inner Lavar and say, "Stay in your lane to Carmelo." Lavar <laughs> <laughs> Ball, Lonzo Ball. I don't even bring up the Big other Big fan. Ball. All right, guys. Uh, so we got moving on to our favorite part of the week, uh, NFL picks. Uh, last week, everyone, uh, they got a win with the uh, Patriots over the Broncos because, well, as many of us put it in this podcast, that was just another bye week. Um, in the other game we had, it was Vikings over the – Vikings versus Redskins, I believe. Um, yeah. And the boys, yeah, yeah, you know, you did all right. You did all right. Heilman. Went 2-0. Heilman I also went 2-0. I don't want a medal or anything. Heilman came out 2-0. Tim comes out 2-0 after, you know, saying Cowboys buy a billion. So, uh, you know, solid week for the guys. No one did horrible, obviously, because the Patriots saved them. Uh, So this week, we got got a bunch more games. We're just going to go through real quick. Uh, Thursday night football should be a good matchup. Uh... Titans versus Steelers. Who do you guys got? Tennessee. Tennessee's going to Pittsburgh and going to knock off the Steelers. This is Mariota's first first big game in prime time. He's ready for this stage, and they win against Pittsburgh. I'm picking Pittsburgh. Uh, they're both inconsistent this year. Uh, Pittsburgh does tend to play well against good teams. Uh, they have more talent, and their defense is low-key playing very well. Lost Joe Hayden for the year. <laughs> I'm picking the Steelers because the Steelers are better. <laughs> I'm nice. picking the Titans. Uh, this weekend we were live from uh, Tennessee <laughs> at the Titans we're game, I'd Eye Sports. Um, Titans are going to win again. Uh, I'm just going with the Steelers. I just got a feeling. Uh, I feel like they, like you said, usually show up against good teams that aren't named the New England Patriots. Correct. Um, yeah, yeah. I to, yeah, thank you for clarifying Anytime, that. anytime. Yeah. I'm not really sure how good the Titans are, uh, to be honest, Phyllis. They just don't have, DeMarco I don't know. DeMarco Murray is awful. They just don't have. They remind me of Eric. Stop. Stop. Leave the comparisons to Heilman. True. What am I thinking? What am I thinking? Uh, Next game. uh, We've been talking about these teams a lot lately. Rams versus Vikings. I think this is a big game for both teams. Uh, Who comes out on top? So I picked against the Vikings last week. That didn't work. So I'm hopping on the Case Keenum hype train and going with the Vikings this week. 
Yeah, I'm sticking with the Vikings. They they helped me with the W last week. It's going to be a great offense versus a great defense. I'm calling it. I'm 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 saying Goff is going to have a really bad game against Minnesota. I think it's going to be his first bad game of the season. Uh, I'm taking the Rams. I don't love Case Keenum as well as he's done this year. I think the Rams are going to take this one. I also like the Rams. I don't like Keenum under pressure by Aaron Donald. That just that just doesn't sound good to me. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Rams. I got the Vikings for no reason other than the fact that it's in Minnesota. I think that these teams are both equal or very equal talent wise, and I think that that will be the difference maker. All right, uh, next game up, big game in Mexico City. Gotta love it, football in Mexico. That's kind of cool. Um, <laughs> Patriots versus Raiders. Uh, Raiders, eh, they haven't been as good as many people thought they were gonna be. As we've been talking about, Patriots have been playing well, as they usually do. Who gets the dub in Mexico City? Patriots are winning, and now we're going to get to hear why Heilman thinks the Raiders are going to win. Yeah, I'm going to pick Oakland. Of course, uh, of course. <laughs> I think of Derek course. Carr and Marshawn Lynch, are. Uh, they haven't had their game yet, and I think this is going to be their game. I think Amari Cooper is going to go off on a struggling Malcolm Butler, and it should be a shootout. You knew the Jets fan was picking against the Pats. You yeah. think Amari Cooper is going to go off? Yes, he went off against Kansas City earlier this year against Marcus Peters, who's a lot better than Malcolm. All right, let's restore order, Dylan. Um, I'm going to go with the Patriots. The Raiders basically have a home game, and they're coming off a bye week, but I just don't think they can beat the Patriots. I don't think this is a a huge debate we need to have. Yeah, no doubt about it. The Raiders aren't as good as they were last year. They they won a lot of games on last-second possessions. I don't think they're they're that good. I'm going to pick the Pats. Yeah, I'm siding with common sense here, saying the Patriots have the W locked up. <laughs> um, however, this past week they beat up on the Broncos special teams. Marquette King will not let that happen again. Um, but that shouldn't be a, a huge beast. difference. Yeah, he's a beast. Marquette King is a beast. Love him. All right, this is going to be a great matchup, guys. Sunday Night Football, Eagles-Cowboys. Kind of, It's a really good matchup, I think. Um, for the Cowboys, this is a huge game um, to try to write their season before it goes down the drain. Eagles, big game to show that you're legitimate. Who wins? Uh, the Eagles are going to win this game because, as we talked about earlier, if Tyron Smith and Sean Lee don't play, the Cowboys are in big trouble. I'd like to play devil's advocate, but I just can't. I'm picking Philly. Um, I think this is – I love this ma- I love this young quarterback matchup. We're going to see for the next coming years, but I'm picking the 8-1. and one. By playing Eagles. devil's advocate, he meant picking against me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although we have had some I do that a lot. tonight. It's been, yeah, great. It's it's been better. It's been, been nice. weird. It's been very weird. I'm picking the Eagles. I don't think Dak Prescott is good, period. <laughs> I'm picking the Cowboys because when you think someone's going or someone's not going, they end up going. So when we think Ezekiel Elliott's <laughs> not playing, he ends up playing. He's so, not going to play. He dropped exactly. Right, right. But we all, we all think bet. Sean Lee's not going to play. He's going to end up playing. Cowboys are going to win. I okay. I don't think that's how it works. Like that, that's four, how it's going to work this there's, week. There's okay, that's how it's going to work. That's that interesting logic there. Uh, but – I'm going with the Eagles just because they're the better team, no doubt, especially with the injuries. Give give carries to McFadden. Give <laughs> carries to McFadden. Okay, now to the Monday night game, Falcons-Seahawks. We finally have some good primetime games this week, fellas. This Thank week you. is stacked. Thank yeah. you, NFL. We have yeah. a great week of games. Should be awesome. Monday night football, last game of the week, Falcons-Seahawks. Seahawks look to see what they can do with their hurt defense. Falcons had a nice game against the Cowboys. Uh, who wins? Falcons are going to win because they're coming off a big win against Dallas. They're going to keep the momentum. Plus, Seattle's offense hasn't looked very good this season. I'm picking Seattle there at home. Russell Wilson's been... 
He's, <laughs> he's been, Tyler has a great look on his face. Russell right Wilson now. has just been playing phenomenal. He's top three in the league in passing yardage. Yes, the injury to Richard Sherman hurts, but that's still a good defense. Uh, I'm picking Seattle at home. I'm picking the Falcons. I'm picking Julio Jones to go off, get the Falcons the win, get my fans team the win. Julio, <laughs> because uh, as we said, Sherman's hurt. I'm going to go with the Falcons, too. They're riding, they're riding, yeah. <laughs> All right, we are. Uh, Johnny, Johnny, you're news. off. John you're, Johnny, you're, you're out of your <laughs> mind. Yeah, you're out of here. Kid. Yeah, they're oh going to get, get a win. I, uh, I got Seattle. Uh, pretty much anyone can beat the Cowboys in their current state, so I don't think that that's like a landmark win for Atlanta. And like Nick said, they're at home, so that's big, especially at uh, a stadium like CenturyLink Field. Definitely. We got a great week of games in the NFL this weekend. Tonight was an unusual show. Heilman and Englander got along for more than 50% of the show, which is crazy. It's been a great night. You also got Baby to hear Johnny sing. Johnny, yeah. Johnny <laughs> sung. Johnny was off the rails tonight. We learned he uh, hates Eric Bledsoe. We'll catch you guys next week. Good show. Okay, ready? Let's do one more. Stop, 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 stop. 90 games. No. This is Sports Talk. We're out, fellas. Games. Adios. Good night. Peace.